0: hello hello everyone welcome back to another episode of guidance with gab today i somehow am congested again i feel like all of the podcasts i'm like i'm a little bit congested please um ignore my my noise my noise my noise of my nose <laughs> i don't know why that was so funny um i always say that like yeah i know why it's funny because i'm funny duh okay so besides my annoying nasally voice I really wanted to talk about how to make meditating and yoga a little more fun. This could be for people that don't do yoga because they might think it's boring. That's a common one. There's not enough movement or action or people think they're not good enough for yoga, which just doesn't make sense when you truly know and understand yoga philosophy. Or if you are just getting a little bit bored of your normal routine and your normal practice. So I have a few tips here today to just kind of talk about what you can add to your practice to kind of spice things up. Spicing things up on the yoga mat in a not Kama Sutra way. Alright, so tip number one is crystals. Crystal play can be really fun and exciting when you like truly read into them and you, when you feel the crystal. So many times people are like, what kind of stone should I be looking for? Like you the stone will pick you you're not going in the shop to pick a stone the stone already has you picked out the universe already knows which one you're meant to have and a lot of the times they have really uh like i find that so interesting because for me i've gone in there with an idea of wanting a specific stone and then another one just calls my name um i was going through a big transition. This was right after I graduated college, and I was like, I that time period for me, as I'm sure is similar for everyone, is just like messy. You're kind of all over the place. You're figuring out your new identity because, I mean, we've been students for how long? That's kind of your identity. We just know how to be a student after doing it since we've been three years old until we're 23 years old, and then that ends... And it's kind of a mini identity crisis. You're like, shit, who am I? I don't go to school anymore. What is going on? And I walked into a crystal shop. Ironically, after I got an um, addition to my side tattoo, which are Japanese cherry blossoms representing new beginnings. So I added another one and I walk into a crystal shop and I see Lepidolite, which I'm probably saying wrong as you all um, are already excusing my pronunciation of everything. And... The stone, the specific one was just calling my name, and I read into it, and I, um, I have a few books at home, and I'm flipping through, and it's a stone of transition, and it lets you receive, like, deep emotional healing, encourage objectivity, which is definitely what I needed. Um, it helps you make healthy responses instead of toxic coping behaviors, which is so easy to do. Whenever there's a transition, how easy is it to fall back into your normal routine of just, like, really bad behaviors? Um... And another thing that it helped with, besides releasing self-sabotaging behaviors, which I was like, ooh, don't come at me like that, was decision-making. How many decisions do you have to make after college? Like a million. You're put on the spot there. Like, all right, you kind of um, were sitting in the backseat for a while, just coasting along, being able to excuse yourself as being a student. But now you actually have to make real-life decisions. And I found that stone, and I was like, wow, this was definitely meant to be. But, yeah, so, crystals and yoga and uh, meditation. Sorry about the tangent there. But, yeah, you can use them for, um, in relation to your chakras. There's a lot of that, um, like, they all kind of relate to different ones. Some of them are more uh, connected to other ones. But, I mean, again, just use which ones speak to you. If you go by colors specifically... Um, You could do that if you're not really too into chakras. If you see red, you know that's probably going to be for your um, base chakra. Um, So, for, like, let's say, for example, your base chakra. You would be using something like red jasper, um, even black opal. And then for your sacral chakra, that's your second one, and that's orange color. Um, So, there you might even use copper, pearl, a moonstone the solar plexus is your third one and that color is yellow you could use citrine, tiger's eye, sulfur, amber. Um, For your heart that's your fourth one and the color for that which I'm sure so many people are like it's pink it's pink come on it's gotta be no it's green Um, so you can use a rose quartz which is pink you could use jade, emerald, ruby those are all connected with the heart chakra Um, For your throat, that color is blue, and you can use blue lace agate, blue opal, turquoise, and then the brow is your third eye, the nice one that everyone so forcefully tries to open up. Be so careful when you're trying to connect with your third eye. Um, This color is indigo, and you can use lapis lazuli, sapphire, sodalite. Lapis lazuli and sodalite look so similar. I always bring SodaLite to job interviews or like whenever I need to be in a group setting for like a first time situation. Um, Even when I did my first yoga class, that was right in my pocket because it helps with group settings and communication. And every time I pick up both because I'm like, they look so similar. I finally figured out which one is which because I used to have to look up all the pictures and I'm like, what is the difference? They are so similar. They're both blue or like a little bit of gold, tinge. They're really pretty. All right, and then for your crown chakra, that color is violet. You would use amethyst, spirit quartz, howlite, selenite. Um, Amethyst is probably one of my favorite stones. It's super protective, which I think is uh, key, you know. If you're protected and you feel safe, you feel free to just kind of jump into whatever your adventure is. And although I've just named a bunch of crystals that you may or may not even know about, how would you use this in your practice? So, there's a few different ways that you can use crystals in your yoga and meditation practice. You can have them just sitting on your mat with you. They might be at the top, just as a reminder um, of this is the purpose of why I'm here today. If you're trying to work on grounding and you're focusing on your base chakra and you have Jasper there, and you're in the flow of your yoga session and you look down at the mat and you see the crystal there you're just kind of subtly reminded like yes I'm here for grounding and we're gonna focus on that Um, even if you're not seeing it the effects of the crystals are running deep whether you believe it or not I do I do think that they have effects so yeah you can place it on your mat put it in your pocket dude yoga pants and workout pants have like the Best, pockets on the sides that I would never use for, like, my phone because it's not big enough, but I've been putting my crystals in there because it doesn't disrupt the flow of my yoga session at all, so I've been loving that. Um, You can also wear them, but I personally don't like wearing a lot of jewelry when I'm doing yoga. I wear a lot of jewelry all the time, but when I do yoga, if I'm If I have a necklace on and it's dangling and then I'm in downward facing dog and it's like hitting my nose, I'm probably going to be a little annoyed. (laughs) So, I would just be careful as where you're putting it on your body. Maybe if you have it in a ring, it might not bother you so much. A bracelet if it's tighter, but if it's a loose bracelet, it might slip down into your hand. Um, So, when you're doing something like a plank pose, it might just get in the way. So, just be aware of that. And then for shavasana when you're laying at the end when you're meditating if you place them on your body on specific places it's supposed to have really awesome effects oh my goodness my voice just went went weird there sorry so um, again if you're working with your heart chakra and you have rose quartz you could put that where the energy source is of the heart chakra so you can line a bunch of them up too you don't only have to use one at a time you can use a bunch but just be aware of their intention and your intention of using that stone. And again, like definitely research each stone and how you prefer to use it and how to cleanse them because you don't want built up energy in there also. But that's for a different a different podcast on that. Um, next tip, music. So I think it's really easy to do yoga and meditate with some background noise But have you tried really pushing your mental state and doing it with no music? If you feel like you're getting in the flow of your practice and you're kind of getting a little bored of the routine, maybe try that out. Challenge yourself. Challenge your mind. With no music, you are so aggressively forced into just sitting with your thoughts and feeling the tension and feeling the stretch and feeling the movement. Maybe try music with words or if you always listen to music that has words in it, try listening to music with no words. I went to a yoga session the other day, and I typically don't listen to music with words. I just kinda like a soft background noise. I don't, yeah, I don't really like too much commotion, but it was a power flow class, and that's usually more upbeat, more fast paced, and the songs were actually really motivating. I didn't think I would like hearing words and other noise like that in the back, but it was actually pretty cool. So, that was a nice little spice for my mat time. Uh, so, yeah, you could look at crystals, music, candles. Candles are super fun. Again, be careful because, I mean, fire, you know, but I like candles because of the scent that they give off um, and that'll go into the next one as well, but candles also because, similar to crystals, different colors mean different things so different candles if you're using um like again if it's red it would be for your base chakra so you can kind of look into all of that as well and line them up near you not too close where you're going to hit into them of course because we definitely don't want that um but yeah, those are pretty cool to use. I usually meditate with my uh candles like that. If I'm really focused on a lot of the times it's my sacral chakra that I'm like, you're out of whack, even if it's not. I'm like, it needs healing. So, I'm always lighting um I'm always lighting my orange one. That one, I have all of them lined up on my desk and you just see all of them at like pretty much the same level, and then you see my orange one just like a little bit lower. So, If you were to use, I could go through these pretty quick too for you. Um, So a white candle would represent healing emotions, spiritual growth, new beginnings. Um, They provide protection. It's for your crown chakra and prayers, remembrance, devotion. You could light that when you're praying or speaking to a higher power or meditating with spirit guides or whatever it may be. I feel like white candles are really nice for a good meditation. A black candle is good for ridding bad habits, resilience, inner strength. It is, uh, oh my goodness, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny. Um, it does help you. This is not even funny at all. I'm like, haha, it supports you through loss and grief, which it does. Um, it banif- banishes, I don't know what's going on in my mouth today banishes negative energy and that one also is related to your root chakra. A red candle again is also going to be related to your root chakra. You would burn the black one first to banish the negative energy and then you could use the red one for fresh energy. So you would use the black one to kind of clear the space out of all that isn't meant to be there for you anymore. And then the red one will ignite that that fresh energy that you need that can also be connected with sex and love. Obviously, red, passion, sexy. Woo! Green candle is related to your heart chakra, but it's also the same color as money, baby. So, financial success, renewal, abundance, prosperity. Um, it's also good if I'm not sure how deep into spells, witchcraft, um, devotional practices, but if you're doing like a luck drawing spell, a green candle would be super useful for that. That was such an annoying way to say that. I was like, that. Anyway, purple candle. Purple usually is going to represent something more spiritual, um, like a higher power, psychic abilities, because it is related to your third eye. But a purple candle can relate to your heart, your throat, or your third eye. It is meant to enhance intuition, your third eye, psychic abilities, spiritual awakenings. I think that is why purple has moved up in the color chain of my favorite color. I just feel like purple just gives me that like expansion when I see it. I really have been liking purple. It used to be green and then blue. Blue is a specific color for me. It's got to be navy blue, but that's... That's because I also love the song and that's my, uh, when I do a certain thing, that is the color I go to. If you know, you know. Um, brown candles, they're awesome for grounding, decision making, clear thinking, that's also related to your sacral or solar plexus. You can use those during a grounding yoga session. If you're doing a lot of, like, sumo squats and connecting with your feet you would uh, light a brown candle. Orange candles represent creativity, ambition, stimulation, joy, attracting friends, achieving goals, enthusiasm. It's for your sacral chakra, which could also be related to uh, sex and relationships and communication as well. And then for the yellow, that increases focus, um, powers of the mind, This also enhances communication as well. Fresh ideas, inspiration, and solar plexus. Um, Communication, no. Creativity is also related to that one as well. I'm almost done with the candles. I'm so sorry. Blue, inner peace, calmness, harmony, honor, loyalty, guidance, agreement, throat chakra, communication, beauty, joy. No, beauty and joy are not, not there, but I like blue. So, to me, beauty and joy. And then lastly, silver or gray candles are, they're symbols of the moon. Dreaming, love, rest, healing, they represent um, just goodness and protective magic, uh, gaining wisdom, neutralizing negative energy directed at you. The chakra related to this one is your sacral. So if you were to be doing a moon ritual, which I'm going to have another podcast on to kind of go through what I typically do. Um, yeah, I would light the silver or gray candle for that. Whew. And speaking of the beautiful moon, there she is. I think it's super cool to theme your classes. When I'm doing a yoga session, to me, obviously, the the asana and the movement is super important. But I also like to relate more heavily on like yoga philosophy. So I'm always theming my classes. I kind of base the flow around my theme rather than a theme around my flow. Um, So working with moon phases is also super cool because that gives you just like a huge general theme. Um, So if it's a new moon, again, I'm going to have a whole podcast on just like the moon and the different phases and what they mean. But for a new moon, you're meant to meditate or visualize more than uh, straining yourself and more than exerting a lot of energy. Um, With the waxing crescent, you would want to do power yoga or poses because this is a time of increased movement and intention and like setting intentions. So there you would want to do power yoga, step into that flow, step into that like high energy that you have and claim it. For a first quarter moon, that represents action. So there, meditation might be a little bit more difficult. Um, power yoga is also strong here because, again, action. You're moving, you're making decisions, you're challenging yourself. You have to be flexible literally and figuratively with the new moon because um, with the first quarter moon, sorry about that, because you're keeping the new moon intentions in your mind. So you're just constantly um, applying what you set in the waxing crescent. Waxing gibbous, um, I find that funny. Some people call me uh gibby, so that's why I think that one's funny. Here, um, just a few yoga stretches, nothing crazy. Maybe here you would do like a yin or, um, I don't know, like a slow flow. Even a deep stretch would probably be really useful here. Um, in this phase, uh, I'm not gonna go too far into the moon phases here. That's, totally off topic. The full moon, you would do like sun salutations, moon salutations, intuitive yoga flow. So kind of like a free flow. Just get on the mat and do what feels feels good for you. Your emotions might be running really high during a full moon, so you don't want to get too attached during this phase in anything. And that could even be on the mat. You don't want to get too attached to an outcome, to an expectation to whatever you're doing. You're just flowing. You're getting on there and you're doing your thing. For the waning gibbous, this is representative of gratitude, being grateful. So here, a heart opening practice or a creative flow would be really useful. I'm a slut for a good heart opener, man. Anything with my heart, I'm like, bitch, make me cry. Like, I just want to feel all the feelings whether it's good or maybe a little uncomfortable, like I want to feel it. I want to get through it. I want to, I want to know what my inner child needs for me. I think it's really awesome to, uh, to do heart openers and gratitude practices. Oh, I love it. And then this, okay. Yeah. And then second to last one, the last quarter, which represents release. So this would be a relaxing yoga. In this time, you're shedding unnecessary emotional weight. You're cleansing. You're removing what no longer serves you. So you could jump into a relaxing yoga practice for that one. And lastly, the Waning Crescent. Here, you're surrendering. So this might be a more spiritual yoga practice. So a yin here would also be really helpful. Um, It would help you connect with the moon, with the energy that you've been feeling it's a time to surrender to the universe, and you may feel a little empty. You might need to rest and recuperate. In this time, meditation might be really heavy, too, to just kind of sit with your thoughts and talk to your spirit guides and all of that. So, that is all the moon phases that you could go through. So, that's a cool idea as well, if I do say so myself. And I talked about... um what's it called before? Sense. I talked about scents and candles, and I never jumped onto the topic of scents. Um, I love smelling things. <laughs> yeah, I just do. I'm sure everyone kind of is like, yeah, duh, we all go into stores, and what? what's the first thing we do? We go sniff candles. Hop in, bitches. We're going to sniff some candles. So, for your practice, that could be pretty cool because different scents represent different things. You can use an incense, Something that I did for a while was I would not time my practice, but I would light an incense, and whenever it was finished, I was finished. So I kind of moved at the pace of my incense. So I thought that was cool, and yes, I'm saying incense, not incest. Oil diffusers are pretty awesome, too. If you're using pure oil, because a lot of the times people sell, like, the... I don't know. Fugazi. I don't I can't think of like a real word for that <laughs> like the fugazi oil. Like it's not good for you to actually breathe in. So definitely be picky on the specific oils. Make sure they're real and authentic extracts when you're using those. Those are nice if you keep them like from a distance, but they can get a little overpowering. Sprays are awesome too. I have a cool mixture. Let's see. I want to grab it. So this one has witch hazel, water, uh, eucalyptus, rosemary, lavender, cedarwood, rose petals, pepperm- peppermint, and I can never say this word. Lang lang? Lang lang? Yeah. So, I've sprayed that on my mat before. I've misted it all around my body. And it brings you to a different state. Um, just like all the chakras have different... Um, have different crystals related to them and different colors they all also do have different scents as well i could go through those really quickly so again pronunciation probably going to be shit so if we're looking at like the fragrance for the base chakra would be patchouli the sacral chakra let's see here what is sandalwood and the one that i just tried to pronounce lang lang the third eye no No, I'm totally lying. The third chakra, I just lied to you, almost lied to you. The third chakra, the solar plexus, is neroli and chamomile. The fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra, is rose. I think that one is pretty uh, clearly connected there. Throat chakra fragrance is lavender. That one also, lavender is one of my favorite scents. It just brings me into such a, like, trance. Once I smell lavender, like, that's it. I'm ready to lay down, go to bed. The fragrance for the brow chakra, which is your third eye, is sandalwood and lavender, which also makes sense, um, because there is, like, a dreaminess scent to your third eye, so I could see why lavender is related there. Your crown chakra is frankincense. That smells awesome, too. And, yeah, those are the scents for all of those. Um... So yeah, don't be afraid to spice up your life on the mat and do something fun and different. You don't always have to stick to a specific routine. Routine is great, but it can also be a little dull. And you're still going within a routine if you're still getting yourself on the mat. That we all know is the hardest part. So don't get down on yourself if you're feeling a little bored and need something else. So keep in mind, music can be changed whether you take music away or add new music, adding crystals to your practice, whether you put it on your mat, next to you, in your pocket, on your body, wear it around all day. Don't forget about candles and their different color meanings, unless you skipped over that part, because wow, I just kept going with the different color meanings. Sorry. Um, and then with that, we have the different scents like candles, incense, oil diffuser, spray all natural, of course. Don't be breathing in all those fake fumes, please. Uh, work with the moon phases. Work with themes. I'm, oh, I just love themed yoga. Feels awesome. It's like a motivational speech for yourself. Um, so, yeah, don't be hard on yourself if you're feeling a little, a little dry in that area. Um, yeah, that's totally normal to feel a little bit bored sometimes. Totally okay. Totally normal. And I thank you all for listening let me know if you guys use any of this if you have any other tips that you think would be really useful for someone who is in a dry spot this sounds like totally sexual right now I'm not trying to sound sexual but I feel like it sounds sexual I'm like they're dry and we need to spice things up all right so on that note let's make it wet let's do our thing Let's spice things up on the mat. Let's get some crystals, some spray, some themes, and let's get this thing going. Thanks for listening. For more, don't forget to check out my Instagram at guidancewithgab. Thank you.